Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have a special treat for you. We have two of my jujitsu teammates, Miss Faith Lloyd and Miss Maddie Miller. Now, these two had their own idea for a good topic that they wanted to come on the show. Well, they wanted to have for the show, and I convinced them to come on the show so they could talk about this topic. And it's something that's uh, very, I don't want to say near and dear, but something that they're, they obviously feel very strongly about, they're very passionate about. And it, it's it's a bit of a, a tough situation, and it's, it's going to be a little bit different than the normal kind of conversations we have around here. It's much more... Um, I don't want to say intense. It wasn't so much intense. It's just, it, it was it was very real. It was very raw. It was, it was a lot of the things that I love about having this show where I can talk about anything that I want to. I'm not stuck in some genre of whatever. I'm, I'm not talking, you know, basketball or, or badminton or the Olympics or anything like that that's going on. Like, no, it's, we're going to talk about anything that we want to. There's no specific topic that is off limits. And this one is a bit of a tough one. And I really believe that you guys are going to get a lot from this. It was a great conversation. I had a lot of fun with these two. And they did great on the show. Uh, it, was, it was their very first time ever doing a podcast. And they did absolutely excellent. Now, Maddie does have a little bit of a stutter. All right. So that's not audio stuff going on. Like, it's just, it is what it is. But she did great and was able to get everything out. And it was awesome. So please, like, just bear with us. And it is no big deal because, like I said, the... Uh, the topic that we're covering is is need, needs to be heard. It is it is unfortunately something that happens way too often, and it's just completely unacceptable. But unfortunately, if we don't talk about it, nothing will change. Anyway, I'm done blabbering. Let's get into the episode. Please sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have two special guests with us, my teammates, Miss Faith Lloyd. Hello. And also Miss Maddie Miller. Hello. So uh, Faith and Maddie are teammates of mine at True Art uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and they wanted to come on and talk about an interesting topic that I think will be... uh, a little bit difficult for some people to listen to, but obviously it's something that's very applicable, unfortunately, to most people's lives, and we need to address these things, and we're going to talk about that as well. Before we get into that uh, teaser, uh, <laughs> uh, Faith, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of how you grew up, maybe what sports you played, and specifically how you got into jujitsu. Okay. Um, well, I am a 30-something mother of two, and... I didn't play any sports. I have no athletic background whatsoever. 
Um, did you do other activities growing up, like uh, drama or anything? Or... I did choir and there we go. Okay, that kind of thing. I was actually homeschooled, so that's kind of a random weird thing about me. How's that a random weird thing? That's a normal thing. I think. <laughs> I think honestly, it's going to be much more prevalent. After like all the craziness that has happened last year, you see much more people pulling their kids out of uh, what is the craziness of actual schooling and doing either homeschool or private schooling. So I think that's going to be much more prevalent in the next 10 years. Yeah, I agree. Our kids are actually homeschooled. And that's how I found Jiu-Jitsu was we wanted to get our son into some type of activity or sport. Um, so For the could, socialization of it or like the just the uh, sports background of it? Both. Okay. Um, socialization was really important to us and um, also, you know, so I don't have to do PE. Fair enough. <laughs> so uh, he started it and um, then eventually my husband started and then I jumped on the board as well. <laughs> what, what drew you to it from watching your son get started and then your husband get started that made you think, hey, I want to do this as well? Um, I wanted to – I really liked the idea of learning self-defense and – It is I, – I, we've talked about this before with our coach Shannon. He's been on a couple of times. I think it's the most beneficial of the martial arts mm-hmm. for actual self-defense. Yeah, for sure. And people get mad about that. It's like, well, you should learn striking and this and that. And it's like, well, I mean, jujitsu is learning how to control people. So if you can either control their bodies or not get controlled on your own – like it can help you escape and get away. I mean, that's, I think it's the most beneficial. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. And especially as a woman, being able to learn how to use your size against your opponent mm-hmm. and the fact that jujitsu is fought on the ground. And typically, if you're a woman who's in a situation where you need to defend yourself, you're probably on the ground. And most <laughs> sure. likely, it's going to be against somebody who's bigger and stronger than you are. Right. It's, it's just the statistics of everything. Yep. Granted, I think I think we've talked about this. I definitely talked about it on the show before. Like the very first time I ever went to a jujitsu class, I got my ass kicked by a guy who was literally half my size. Right. I mean, literally. I'm like, <laughs> this should not happen. I need to learn this shit. So, yeah, you know, I can't imagine what it feels like for you guys. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, it can be uh, intimidating to walk in a room. I know that when I I started, you know. If you would have told me, like, even, like, three years prior that I'm going to be in a room full of, like, sweaty, burly men <laughs> and rolling on, on the ground, like, I would have been like, uh, I'm, I don't know about that. Well, but... it could be intimidating for everyone, yeah. but I can't imagine what it's like like for, for women. I, I, I just can't. I mean, as a big, strong guy, yeah. I can't even begin to think of how intimidating that would be for, for women. Well, and, and on top of that, too, you have two women in, in this room who have gone through some sort of, you know, assault. And we're walking into the into a room where sometimes it's just it's just us in the room full of yeah. full, full of guys. So yeah, that it's, can t- be. it's typically just the two of you. Yeah. All right. So before we get too far in, down to that rabbit hole, uh, Maddie, wants to give us a little bit of background about how you grew up, maybe sports you played, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So I I um I went to public school. I went to Medina. Um, I, I swam competitively for like 12 years of my life. So when did you start? I started, so my sister swam, she's four, four years older than, than I am. Um, so I started when I was like six and very young. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like like swim team or like swim lessons? Swim team. Okay. So I started lessons prior, but I was just always in, in the water. Um, and, and, you know, I started to take it more ser- seriously and I come from a very competitive family too. So, you know, swimming, I think was a, was a perfect outlet where, you know, I, I was looking for something in terms of, you know, joining, uh, 
jujitsu, I wanted something that had a similar type of grind because with swimming, you, you get up at 5am to do the, the morning practices, then you go to a school and then you go right back to practice again. So I liked having a constant grind. I liked having something to, to, um, train for, but I was also, that's, that's a bit of an understatement for a constant grind because that's, Yeah, (laughs) between schooling and and practice, let alone schoolwork. I mean, you're busy. You're sleeping what six hours a night, maybe. Actually, so I was pretty good about about going to sleep because, like, um, and I'll also add to on top of that, I was in orchestra, and I was I I was I was in choir too. So, like, you know, I'm 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 a person who kind of believes that if you direct your time towards anything, you should probably be the best that you can be at it. So it's like, you know, doing something for like fun. I'm like, well, no, like competing and being, <laughs> and being good at something is fun. That's, that, that's fun to, to me. But yeah, winning is fun. Yeah. Losing yeah. Yeah. Sucks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I, I, I learned how to lose though. And I think that that's, that, that's what's so important for swimming where, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're literally in your own swim, swim lane. Right. So learning how to lose against somebody and really just having, having a focus of I'm competing against myself i have to tune out everybody else and worry about what i'm doing and just being the best that that i can be um that that was really in, instrumental in, in my life it, it 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 taught me a lot it taught me how to like i said how to how to how to lose but also how to how to be you know happy for other people's successes i think that that's which, which is a very important thing uh, i think that is very much underrated in today yeah. in, in children because now they're not allowed to keep score and it's not about who wins and loses. Like, no, these are important lessons yeah. in life. Like yeah. sports are a great analogy for way, the way life is going to be. And the fact that we're taking that away from our children nowadays is just asinine to me. I just don't understand it. It's like, it's... hey, you need to learn how to win and not be an asshole. Yes. But more importantly, you need, you need to learn how to lose and not be an asshole. Right. <laughs> so right. Let's, let's teach these to our children. Right. Yeah. And I, I think too, like learning some lessons as an adult can be a lot harder um when you're a kid if you're just in in this in this realm of you win some and you lose some it it's it's easier i think on the ego of overall it, it depends <laughs> on how they've had to deal with that before yeah. like if they've got the helicopter parents that come in and shelter them from everything they're they're gonna be little shitheads it's like okay <laughs> we need to work on this like don't be such a little shithead right but right. again it's easier still to learn and compared to adults if you're 30 yeah. years old and never done anything or amazing or never lost anything in your life then well you got a rude awakening coming <laughs> right right i mean it's 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 personality too. yes but yeah i mean i just i i can only imagine because at this at this stage in in the game if i want to make changes right i have to put i have to put a conscious effort and and, and analyze things right it's it's a different approach Absolutely. whereas if, if if you're younger and you're kind of absorbing right so. And like I can completely relate to how you grew up with the swimming because as soon as we were old, my brother and I, we, as soon as we were old enough to walk, yes. basically, I was the youngest. So as soon as I could walk, we were off to the the pool and doing the the what do they call them now the the don't drown lessons or whatever. Yeah. The, uh, what are they? Uh, <laughs> like there's a specific term that they use for it. I forget what it's called. Uh, <laughs> drown proofing, I think, is what they use. Like so I throw the kids in the pool and let them figure it out. Like yeah. they'll actually learn 
how to not drown and get to the edge of the pool. It's, it's pretty important. So yeah. then after that, we got into swim team and doing all that kind of stuff until it got in the way of baseball. And I was like, I want to go play baseball. The heck with swim team. Right. Like, I got to wear these like, this Speedo. This is ridiculous. Right. I want to go play baseball. This is way more fun. So I only did that through like uh, fifth or sixth grade yeah. or something like that. And then I was like, deuces, I'm out. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> so uh, after uh, swimming, I used to swim through college. No, I, I didn't. So um, when I got to college, um, I, I, my first major before I tacked on the, the accounting was, was studio art and, and fine arts. So I went to, to, to Baldwin Wallace co- college. So it's a small co- college and there weren't like an abundant of, you know, um, art in, in instructors. Right. So it was very difficult for me to not only balance being kind of more independent on my own, but all of my art classes, the like big ones, it was once a week and they were for three and a half hours yeah. and it was during practice time. So, and on top of that too, like I, you know, um, just through growing up in the, in the ad- adjustments and everything, um, I'm, my heart wasn't really in it. You know, I was, yeah. I was going through a bit of like a, a, a depression. So I, I, I'm like, okay, well let, let's just focus on like school. And then again, like, because you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like being bad at, at, at anything. <laughs> I'm like, let's just like get our art better. And then, you know, put those in, in, in shows and stuff and, and get paintings and, and everything. So I can completely understand yeah, that. Yeah. Now, did you do any uh, kind of physical activities uh, after high school? I mean, so really like I, I I didn't because you know aside from doing college courses, um, you know I was in the studio all all the time. I was I was painting for like five hours, and just I would go I would go in into the art building. You know it was kind of like a like a sensory deprivation zone and then i would come out and, and i'm like oh it's like three o'clock in the morning Jeez, yes like, it's not <laughs> like there's tons of homework to do because you got to finish your projects there's lots of work for that yeah which i can understand because when i went to college we didn't really have too much homework because well we had computer lab stuff so we were yeah. in the computer lab for four hours in afternoon yeah like four hours in the morning like one class in the middle and it's like that's when you got all your work done right and so I, I totally understand that and i mean once i tacked on the like accounting major my my like junior year i kind of like i had to haul ass for you know classes and that's and that's when the work pi- piled up but i was still doing the art on top of that as well so it's like i really just didn't have a whole lot of time fair enough um so but, what what led you into jujitsu then? So it was um um Kenny actually. So you know my boyfriend he he had found true art like a year prior, and I had been wanting to do a martial art for like a long time. I kind of like felt it, you know, in in the core of my like being. I'm like I need to learn how to like fight. I need to I, I need to like do kickboxing or something. Is or that from like the like defense that. aspect of it, or just no. like watching the movies and thinking Jackie Chan's awesome? Well, or? well, it's it's more so like I don't know. This might be more of like an ex, like an existential like weird explanation, but like. You know, I'm like, I kind of like feel internally that like I, I need to be a fighter. I need to have something of of that sort to exert my myself, right? Because um, I, I didn't want want to go back to swimming. Um, I I could, but it's like I know all of my times. I know all of my practice times. I know all of my best times. So it's kind of like I wanted to define something that again had had that that was new and it could push you. Yes, and where the benchmark was, I don't have any. I don't have any like top goal, right? I can start from the bottom up, and I don't have to be in 
in, in my head about it. Yeah. So they can all never get back to what I right, was before. Right, I right. completely understand. Right, right, right. Because like every time I get it in a, in a pool, even if it's for fun, like I don't really know how to swim for fun. Like every time I go in, I'm yeah, like, because again, winning is fun. What is well, it? well, and I'm also, not winning. What's the point? Well, well, right. And then like I'm I'm getting in there, and 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 again, from since I was six, I'm like, okay, so I'm ready to train now, right? So I I needed to 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 kind of get away from from that, and and then I I came in, and I remember you know coach is like okay so like what what'd you do i'm like i swam com- competitively he's like well you know jujitsu is hard i'm like yeah okay well um I, that, that's not that's not, that's not gonna scare me <laughs> you know I'm, I'm i'm okay with with putting in yeah, hard coach work. is quite frank about it yeah i'm like but <laughs> like, I'm, this is gonna suck right but like but but the people who stay like we're not afraid of hard of, of hard work um i've never been so that's that's what kind of you know keeps me coming back in fair enough yeah all right well the main topic that we wanted to talk about today was the fact that we had talked about in the gym that post-traumatic stress is, or Brazilian jiu-jitsu can help people who've gone through post-traumatic stress, mm-hmm. and it can really help them get their lives back in order, right? Because obviously these are difficult um, situations that people have been put through, whether it's Obviously, your guys' story, which we'll get into, or like, uh, especially, you hear people talking about this a lot, like on podcasts, or I do recently, about uh, like veterans who come home with post-traumatic stress, mm-hmm. and like, and the, all these people trying to get them into things like jujitsu or bow hunting, or something physical to get their mind off of things and help them deal with the anxiety. Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting. Uh, obviously, somebody like me is like, I've not gone through anything super crazy, so for me, it's just... It's a fun thing to do. It's it's challenging. It's something that I obviously suck at a lot, and so it's 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 very challenging. Plus, I I believe that every every man should know how to fight, and I think it's again the most beneficial of all the martial arts. I mean, part of me would like to do some kickboxing, but like my face is ugly enough. Like I don't want to get kicked in the oh, face. <laughs> so look, I'll st- I'll stick with joint locks. <laughs> so. I guess, uh, why don't we just uh, jump in the rabbit hole here and just kind of see where things go. Um, what are some of the things that you guys have struggled with with the post-traumatic stress? Um, for me, when I, just starting jiu-jitsu in general was terrifying because I am diagnosed with PTSD um, due to being assaulted. So I had... That is, some, is that something that happened like recently or like earlier in life so as a as a child i went through quite a bit of abuse and just kind of shoved it down and ignored it and went on with life and then as a lot of kids do because you don't know how to deal with it at such a young age so you just push it away and think that it'll get better and unfortunately that seems to not happen so much and also when something is normal to you as a child your brain kind of rewires itself and you've heard like the fight or flight well, the freeze. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that people don't mention. Like they say, oh, it's fight or flight. Like, no, there's three. And most people do the third thing, which is freeze. Right. They don't know what to do. They just panic. They clam up and they don't move. Like, watch this. If you see like uh, mass shootings or something, you'll see some like a gunman come into a restaurant or a, a building or, I mean, what was the, the recent one in Colorado? It was a it was a grocery store. You know, like some, some crazy asshole came in and started shooting the place up. And what did most people do? Freeze. They stood there and just watched in horror, not knowing what to do. And and I think that is much more common for people. But as a child, I mean, what else are you going to do? Right. And um, 
you, you don't necessarily realize that that's embedded into your brain. For me, I um, was assaulted again about two years ago and completely froze and blamed myself because mm-hmm. why didn't I fight? Why didn't I, you know, do the things that would have gotten me out of a situation that I had no control over? But um, so starting jujitsu when I – so I started about a year ago, almost a year ago, to be a year in September – and I was in like the very high point of the PTSD. I was having panic attacks constantly. No one could touch me. My husband couldn't even come up behind me um, without me panicking. And it helped me a lot to be able to watch my son. And um, <clears throat> pardon my voice, I'm getting over a cold. Um, to be able to watch my son and get to know the coaches, get to know um, – our coach Shannon and then John Plazic, who is a mentor for the kids and became my mentor as well. Yeah, he's, he's kind of been helping out a lot in the classes because he wants to eventually own his own gym someday. So he's helping out with the kids and then obviously he's helping out with some of the adults as well because, I mean, sometimes you guys are there with your kids anyway. So you're getting some work with John in as well, which helps him learn. So everybody's learning together, which is which is awesome. Yeah, well, um, so Logan started, my son, and then my husband started. And we get like a family rate, so it wasn't anything extra for me to yeah, try it. Yeah, because you're already so, paying the family price. Yeah. So I was like, well, just jump yeah, on in. so it appealed to my cheapness. And <laughs> <laughs> <Wonderful>. Frugalness, frugalness. <laughs> and, um, but I was just terrified. I, was, I didn't know if I could do it. I wanted to try it, but I was scared to try because I didn't know how I was going to respond being in these situations mm-hmm. and positions. So um, Shannon, Coach Shannon and I were sitting down – prior to one of the kids practice and like it was such a nonchalant conversation he probably doesn't even remember but it was everything to me um I was we weren't even looking at each other and I was like I really want to give this a try he's like yeah you should and I said I don't know if I can because I have PTSD and I don't know how I'm going to react when people put me in situations that make me feel unsafe and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to cry. I don't know if I'm going to freak out or hyperventilate or throw up. Right. And Doubt somebody's eyes out. Right, right. And um, he was like, well, if that happens, we'll get through it. And it'd be, mm-hmm. it'd be cool if we could help you get through this. And it, that was everything to yeah. me. It was so freeing because it gave me permission to try. It gave me permission to fail mm-hmm. and to just embrace whatever happened. And so the next time there was a fundamentals class, I borrowed a gi. And I remember sitting in the hallway and my heart was like 135. Oh, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, having gone through such a, a traumatic experience, what, just a year prior, really, mm-hmm. right, at that point, yeah. I can only imagine how much anxiety you must have been feeling before that class. Yeah. And when I first started, I only um, rolled with my husband and John. Uh, the one I mentioned before, he's about my size and I felt very safe with him because I'd watched him work with the kids. And um, coach was really understanding about that in the beginning that I was only rolling with particular people. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, some people look at that as, as a negative thing. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I mean, I know that when I first started, I was very choosy on who I would roll with. Now, mostly that's because of my size mm-hmm. and I didn't want to hurt anyone. Right. I was so deathly afraid of hurting someone that I tended to only want to roll with the upper belts. And eventually coach had to sit me down and be like, hey, this is holding you back. You mm-hmm. need to roll with some white belts 
so that you can actually work on some offense as well instead of just getting your ass kicked the whole time and trying to survive, which is good. You need that from time to time, but he's like, you need to venture out. So I was like, okay, I still pick people and I'm still very choosy on who I roll with, but I had to kind of get over that as well. So I completely understand where that's coming from. Yeah, and he was really good about that and that he would slowly add more and more people to the the list of people I was allowed to roll with in the beginning. And I think that was Okay, me. so he limited you, you didn't limit you. Sh- uh, no, Shannon picked out people okay. for me to roll okay. with. Okay, that's the smart because then obviously he knows their skill levels and what's going on there as well. So that's good. Right. And I think like looking at it now, he knew that if I was to freak out with one of those people, it would be okay. Like if I, you know, I went with like a brand new white belt or something and started crying and (laughs) (laughs) probably wouldn't be good. Uh, It depends on the person, but yeah, it's probably best to let them figure that out for a little bit first. (laughs) So when you were assaulted the year before, was that something that had happened like at work or did it happen out and about somewhere? Was it like late at night or like what, what was the, uh. The, the, the background kind of, of what happened um, without getting into too many specifics <laughs> you don't want to. I mean. No, I, uh, m- my husband was out of town on a hunting trip and I was with some friends and uh, who I thought had, were my friends and mm-hmm. uh, it turned out that that was not the case. So oh, I, I uh, not only, you know, went through that experience, but I also lost a lot of people who I thought were my closest friends because of that. So it was, it was a lot to, you know, lose your friends and have nobody to talk to or dare I say they're obviously not your friends. So it's it's (laughs) nothing wrong with getting rid of them, but to to have people who you thought you could trust and to just take advantage of you in a way that's just despicable. I mean, oh, yeah. That's that's rough. Yeah, so on top of the, you know, the assault, it's you're grieving the loss of friends and dealing with the fact that, you know, someone that you trusted and that's stripped stripped away. I, I would yeah. think that that would be the more difficult part. Um thinking that you could trust them and they were your friends to realize obviously they are not. Um I figured that would be more difficult than losing the friends because obviously those are people you need to get out of your life. Right. Because I'm a firm believer that it's like, I'd rather have a small clique of people that I can really, really trust and love compared to like a big group of people that I don't really know too much about, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You know, so like some of the people, if they're cancerous in my life, I'll cut them out. Like, right. so we're done here, you know, and it's like, maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's a, a bad way of looking at it. But right. like, I've got my peeps and I know they got my back. And if and if you if you're questionable, then I'll I'll still talk to you. Yeah, you know, I'll keep an arm's length, but we're not gonna like hang out and do stuff together. It's not gonna happen. Right. So I oof. Yeah, going through something like that, it just gives you the most intense trust issues you can imagine. Oh yes. So that's one of the beautiful things about our gym is I can say a hundred percent I trust all the team members there, and I know that you know. If I ever needed protection, every man there would stand up and protect me. Well, that's that's kind of the good thing about jujitsu itself is it seems to to weed out the dirtbags. Yeah. You know, and people talk about this a lot in podcasts is that sometimes you've got criminals or dirtbags or whoever come in, they want to learn how to fight. And it's like they, they weed themselves out very quickly because if you're not a good team player, if you're not respectful of others, if, if you're not... Uh, gentle with you know the smaller people in the room or or what or the new people or whatever it doesn't matter. It's like if you're not a good training partner, yeah, uh, you'll get weeded out really quick because all of a sudden the upper belts 
I'm going to come over and kick your ass a little bit. Mm-hmm. And there's like, there's only so many of those you're going to take for. You're like, oh, I'm out of here. This is ridiculous. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the people that stick around are, are typically good people, which which is good. So, obviously, you, you had some difficulties when you first started. Did, did you have any issues with getting over just the physical nature of jiu-jitsu and being so close with people? Because, obviously, you get put in a very weird predicaments in uh, positions in jiu-jitsu yeah um so john the he's like i said he's about my size so we work together a lot we still do and um when i was first starting i knew that i had um issues with people being on my back i don't like people being on my back it's enough to make me hyperventilate so i asked him i'm like hey can we just drill this when nobody's around because I hate it and I'm going to panic. So can you just help me get over that? And we did. We just, I came in early and he just got on my back and I escaped. So and was that like a, a mental thing for you or was it just a matter of getting enough reps in and just feeling comfortable in that position? Or did you eventually just have like a like a click of like, hey, like I'm not in danger here. I'm good. I can defend myself or like, how, how did that go? It was more that I was in control. I was choosing to be in this position and then learning what to do from there. Okay. And then there's there's just so much power in the tap for people who yes. have PTSD. Oh, yeah. Because knowing that you can stop it at any moment is huge. Yeah. And there and I so when I was working with John, I freeze. I that's my response. So he would get on my back and I would just sit there and he's like, What are you doing? And I'm like, I can't remember what to do. And he's like, okay, we're going to keep practicing it until you do. And like, John is like oblivious. I don't even think he knows like what I'm going through mentally. Like oh, when he has we're no doing idea. this stuff. He has <laughs> no clue. I mean, I love him. I love him. He's, he's adorable. But he has zero clue of what you're going through with all that. Right. He's like, why aren't you moving? This is ridiculous. You should move. Like, you're supposed to move here. Like, why aren't you moving? Right. <laughs> but he, uh, he was super patient and he would go through the same thing over and over again until I was confident enough that if it happened in a role, so I didn't choose to be there yeah. i at least knew what to do yeah, it wouldn't yeah. freak you out where you would freeze or start to hyperventilate right and now i'm or have to just say stop 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 get off my back like yep. just get away from me exactly yeah. which there's nothing wrong with that because that's that's like you, you had said before like there's power in the tap and like yes. it's just saying hey stop and again if you have good training partners they'll be like hey what's wrong are you, are you okay what's going on they'll, they'll give you all yeah. the space you need to which is important there's, i mean hell there's lots of times i do that because like I, I thought, I thought I hurt something. Whatever. Hey, stop! Wait, wait. Okay, okay. And then we'll just kind of reset and we'll we'll keep going. It's no big deal. But to have good training partners that again you can trust to stop when you say stop, you know that's yeah. that's I think very empowering for people. And I, I mean, again, I can only imagine with the post traumatic stress you, that you guys have to deal with. Yeah, yeah and there, I mean, it's not always super predictable. So like, there are times when it flares up or yes, not so much anymore. But in the beginning. Um, when I had just started rolling with other people, so it was like opened yeah. up to... When it wasn't just the safe people that Shannon had said, hey, yeah. just roll with these people because you're comfortable, you'll get to know them, and you'll get, you'll, get a, you'll get a rapport, like working together. Right. So it had just opened up. I was rolling with somebody new for the first time, and we were supposed to be like flow rolling, and I was still new enough that I didn't entirely understand how to flow roll. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, a lot of people at the gym don't understand what that means. <laughs> Same. They tend to go pretty hard. Yeah. Right. But so um, we're we're flowing, and he opened my jacket trying to grab my lapel. Oh boy! And so he stuck his hand like in my lapel, and I didn't know what he was doing. I didn't know what lapel guard was or anything like that, and I mm. freaked out. 
And like I ended up like finishing the role, like went super hard, like triangled the guy, and he's like, "What the heck? We're supposed to be flowing." <laughs> and um, I had to leave, and I had to go throw up afterwards, yeah. and like just kind of sat in the bathroom and shook for a few minutes. But it wasn't when it happened. So, so obviously, what you mean is like you have, you have the jacket on. Um, so we're rolling our pajamas in in, in jujitsu, obviously, right? Not not doing nogi, and so you opened up your jacket and put his hand inside your jacket. So against your I imagine you had a shirt on, yeah. but, but still, but like basically against your skin and not on the fabric that is nice and thick and kind of protects you from the other person. So they put their hand inside your jacket. But I guess the good thing that I'm hearing from that is that it wasn't instantaneous. You didn't lose it at the moment and have to just run out of the room. You were able to finish the round, calm yourself enough, even though you went ham on him and trying on him, which yeah. is fine. Right. Su- sucks to be him. Uh, <laughs> uh so you were calm enough that you could finish the round before having to just remove yourself discreetly before you threw up. Right. But and it was kind of a victory for me in a way. Absolutely. Because I didn't freeze. My my brain did not freeze. My yep. brain fought. And that was a new phenomenon for me. Yeah. So it was, you know, embarrassing. I had to go throw up. But how's like, that embarrassing? <laughs> how, how, embarrassing? How many guys throw up like every other day? Like, right. like there's hard rolls and like, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, shit right. happened to Paul like well, a well, right. weeks ago. Right. Like I, I don't know, like it's, it's a little bit more commendable for you to throw up because of that than like, you know, someone throwing up because they ate like, you know, a quarter pounder <laughs> before, before class or something. Making fun of Paul again. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> we love Paul. Of course we do. The gym is so much more fun when he's there. I know. I know. <laughs> we should show up more than like once a month, damn it. Right, right, <laughs> right. Have you had any major issues since then or was that like kind of the biggest issue? Like when you had to like go off in the room and like go off in the bathroom and throw up. That's probably the biggest one the biggest for one? me. Yeah. And but still, it's it's a huge victory though because again, you didn't freeze in the moment. You kept fighting through that round and then had to go deal with the consequences afterwards, which is fine. Right. And every every time I – put on the gi and went to the mat, I felt like I was taking a little piece of myself back every time, just a little bit at a time. And it took a while to be super comfortable and, you know, excited to roll with new people. But mm-hmm. it's it has made such a big difference. I can say I haven't had a panic attack in months because of jujitsu. And I can, you know How often were they happening before? At least a couple times a week. A couple times a week? Yeah. yeah. And now you haven't had one in a few months. Mm-hmm. After, what, nine, ten months of training, whatever it's been? If you count the time I've been injured, I've only been training for about six months. That's okay. Because <laughs> you can't train doesn't mean that you're not there and still focused right. and doing those kind of things. Like I always tell people, it's like, for me, it's like, gym time is gym time. And if I'm injured, I'm still going to the gym. That's because I know myself and I'm lazy. <laughs> if, if I just allow myself to sit at home and watch movies and dick around, it's like, I'll just, I'll just do that. So right. I'd rather just right. go to the gym, be there, hang with the guys, you know, and like see what they're doing. Yeah, I, I can't understand as much of it because I'm not going through the motions like of the rolling, but I can still at least listen to what they're doing and like throw it in the back of my head for later for when yeah. I actually can roll. But for me, it's again, it's just to keep myself accountable. So yeah. even if I'm hurt, like I'm still going to be there. That's just how it's gym time. I just, I just don't understand not doing that. But again, I also make that a priority because right now the gym is about the only thing keeping me sane. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the only good thing I have going on in my life right now. So it's yeah. like, hey, the, the, I just go to the gym and we just yeah. hang out at the gym and that's, that's what's keeping me going. So that, that's yeah. awesome. So that's, that's obviously a huge improvement in a little bit less than a year. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm proud of you. This is awesome. Thanks. 
So Maddie, I want you to tell me a little bit more about your story and kind of uh, things that you've struggled through. Yeah. So um, um, for me, I, I, w- I was in college. So I was about 19 year- years old. I was a so- sophomore. And um, so for me, I think it was kind of like a cascade of, 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 of things because at that age, I did not have a very strong sense of self and I did not establish very clear boundaries. Um, so what I mean by that is I was in a relationship with a guy prior who was mentally not okay. And when you're with someone who's like narcissistic, um, it kind of eats away at you and you, again, like it's, it's kind of like, you know, if I'm, if I'm a car, then someone else who's, you know, not great can get in the car and just drive. Right. So I was attracting very particular types of individuals who were domineering in the same type of, um, you know, same same type of char- character. Now, why do you think that was? So I think for me, um, just being a woman in 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 general, um, I had a lot of internalized misogyny. So not only was it, you know, and I'm just going to be honest, like growing up, my mom, you know, she she had a lot of um a lot a lot of trust issues with 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 men. So I think it was kind of like a cascade of not really. You kind of saw that, and you thought that was more normal, or probably. But it was also like the internalized misogyny. If you can see how dangerous that this this is, I'm a woman, so I can't trust my own thoughts. I it's 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 a messed up way of of of, of thinking about it, and it wasn't even a conscious thing that I realized was a problem until. Um, I started making changes in, in my life like a couple years later when, when I was 20, 21 and I, I realized I'm like, oh, crap, this 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 is a big, big issue. Yeah, I need to kind yeah. of address uh, this. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, that's a big, big pro- problem. But um, but anyway, so there's there's this guy who I was front front friends with and um, it happened in in his dor- dor- dorm room. And I'll, I'll be honest, like it was a gray area up until a particular point. So for me, a lot of my PTSD, it's very specific triggers. So for example, like we had been flirting and, and, and stuff like that, but like there are clear points in time that, that were not okay. Like at the end of it, if I can just give you like a phrase that, that, that I, I remember d- distinctly, like, have you ever had to apologize to somebody, Hess, for having sex? No. Right. That's my my point. It's like we can go through all the oh well, there were mixed signals here and here at, at 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 the end of it. If you feel the need to express to me, oh I'm sorry that you didn't want to have sex, like you know damn damn well what yeah you just what, took what advantage of somebody. Yes, that's exactly, ridiculous. Exactly. So like getting my head wrapped around that because again like I'm I'm like well like you know I, I was flirting here and I was I'm like. No, like it doesn't matter. There, there are clear, distinct points, yes. points in time. Yes, and flirting okay. is all fun. Like I, mean, I flirt with the cashier when I go to the grocery store. It's like it's right. no big deal. It's, it's just harmless. It's playful. It's no big right. deal. But when you're getting into some sort of an intimate setting, right. there are clear boundaries that you just don't cross. Right. And and looking back on it now, like he was baiting me and asking particular questions, and he was using our friendship as le- leverage. So he was trying to structure it in a way where it's like, oh well, you. You said yes. I'm like, well, actually, I said no first, but you had to like converse me into saying yes. Like, it's just, it was really like fucked up and like not 
just not okay. So for me, my PTSD, you know, let's see, we're, we're like seven, eight, eight, eight years out now. Um, the physical aspects of it, like that, that, that was very, very challenging is, um, like being intimate with my partner. I had, I had an injury. So like having that kind of taken away from you and not being able to be intimate with someone that you love, like that, that was huge and a big, big issue. Um, I finally addressed it and I don't have, have that issue now. So that removes that aspect of like a, a, a specific tri- tri- trigger. But now it's particular things that people say. So, so when, when like um, Faith said, there's so much power in, in the tap, like for me going to the gym and knowing that like, like, for example, I was, I was rolling with, with some, somebody and then, um, um, John and, and, uh, Devin kind of like rolled in into us, you know, it, it, it happens. Yes. The first thing that both of them asked me, and they asked me this mul- multiple times, it's, are you okay? It wasn't a uh, Maddie. Well, you should have known and yeah. not to be there. You, <laughs> you, you, you should have known to just get out of the way well, that, you, you that sounds weren't. that sounds more like Ben right but but, <laughs> but but like but even still or like the power in the tap of just being like hey like tap there's no debate there's no there's no question of like well like why why are you tap, tapping it's like it doesn't matter it's just I said tap yeah it's over yes Stop. exactly so that that you know I I went into jujitsu just just looking for another for another sport, another type of thing to you know assert myself and have and have a type of thing to train well, it's, for. It's a new struggle. It's it's a new something to push yourself at right. to, to achieve the bigger and better things in your life. I mean, right. you, you can use that analogy for anything. Right. So you know, and and the thing about it, about it too is you know with that particular type of memory, even being eight eight years out, like. I'm a person who, if there's if there's an issue, I like to go in there and address it head on. Okay, if we can use like the analogy where I get like my gladiator armor and I'm like <laughs> going in there, I'm like, all right, prepare for 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 battle. You know, like that's that's how I address my shit. But with this, I think that's how people should address their things. Yeah, like, don't do it in a confrontational way, but it's like, hey. Uh, yeah. We need to have an adult conversation because, well, we're fucking adults. Well, so let's well, talk about these things. Well, and even addressing issues like within myself, you know, two years later. That's, I think that's the most yeah. important thing is not lying to yourself. Because yeah. so many people lie to themselves yeah. instead of dealing with the problems that they're actually going through. Right. And it's like, no, you need to address these things. Right. So like that's that's how I like to handle my stuff. So – with this particular memory, though, like it's not like one of those things where I can just pull it out of the of the memory fi- filing ca- cabinet, look at it, and 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 assess it. It's not a normal memory. Like anytime, anytime I try the gladiator ap- approach, like it doesn't go well at all. And then like I'm not okay for a couple days. Um, so to address that, I kind of have to do it in like an indirect way. So that's what you. Ju- jujitsu does for for it. it's like if i'm in if i'm in mount which I'm, I'm gonna be honest from like a ptsd perspective i don't particularly like being in at mount <laughs> but but it's like the smartest way to address that and i didn't even think of it or register it but it's like i'm hitting two birds with with one stone i'm training for something but it's simulating something where it's it's healing a part of me that 
I I didn't even know could 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 be weaved in into and and actually hit right. Um, and the second part of it too, which I think is is very very huge for for me because that particular guy who 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 assaulted me. He wasn't the only guy who did creepy shit to to, to me, okay? It, it was over, like, a four-year span where I was just att- attracting the very same in- individual. So going into a room full of guys who, like you said, you, you weed out the uh, the dirt bags, like, I'm not, I'm not used to men looking out for for me okay like i'm 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 just not like i'm used just because you were attracting the wrong kind of yeah. people in your life well yeah and it's like in and, and for me like any any guy for for a good point of my life and and even still like um aspects of, of how I've, I've 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 been treated recently too like it's it's so much bet bet better now and now i'm i'm dating men who are healthy but well, that's that's a point of you almost have to be healthy yourself yes. before you can actually reach out to to be with somebody who's right. healthy. That's just kind of how that works. Right. Because a lot of people, I, I mean, I hate to say it this way, a lot of women who are abused when they're younger, whether it be sexually or physically yeah. or even just emotionally, yes. they now don't believe that they're worthy yes. of somebody who's good. So they look for dirt bags because right. to them, that's all that they deserve. Well, it's, and it's very common. And, and it's even less about what they deserve because I can tell you- Well, it's not you, the, what they deserve, what they yeah. think they deserve. Well, but e- even when I was in it, like when you're in this abusive type of cycle, like you kind of are, are living in like- like like a sort of haze and what do you, you mean so if i can use the 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 example these these types of guys and again like this this stuff is what will like like rile me up when when i see anybody do 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 this like if you're dealing with like a sociopathic person or anyone who who displays that type of behavior or a narcissist or anything like that they will they are very strategic in how they talk to it to you. So what well, unfortunately, I'm, a lot of them, they'll even pick words specifically yes. so that they'll make their point and they'll b- make you believe that you are so, wrong. It's so, crazy. But it starts like this, Hess. Like, let's say I'm dating some, 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 somebody and he's got that, he's got that, you know. Creepy type. vibe. Yeah, exactly. We can have a conversation and I can be like, well, what's your favorite color, Hess? Just answer. Uh, my answer is I'm not six. I don't really have a favorite okay. color. Okay. But okay, if but, I were to choose one, I guess black. Okay. Well, okay. Well, I hate black. Black, 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 black is an ugly color. Okay. So it's like, but when it's someone that, that you care, care about, they'll, they'll kind of like desensitize you. So it starts out as a conversation of, oh, well, you shouldn't like the uh, color black because of this and this and that. And then it gets into... Well, I don't like how you talk to me like that. Even though you're addressing a real issue, well, I don't, I don't like 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 that. And then there's punishments for you acting in a in a particular way. So they'll be passive aggressive. They'll, so they'll they're ignore you. so they're trying to make you feel like your choices are stupid. Yes, and you have to listen to them. Right, and it's it's very co- covert. Like now, I. I recognize you can see it. through the bullshit. Well, right, but like in in college, like once I was learning and I took like a psychology class, like that's classical conditioning <laughs> is what they're doing. They're 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 training you to to behave a particular way that is conducive for them. So you kind of lose your sense of self in in that, and okay. that's and that's what I what what I meant by if I if I was a car, the next abusive person could could just come in and take the and, and take the driver's seat. So the fact that I'm I'm in a room full of guys who like 
I know are looking out for me and who I know like aren't pieces of shit. <laughs> like, I mean, like, again, I, I go in there and I'm just like, oh, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I never thought that I'd see, I'd see so many of you in, in one, in one, in one room. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, unfortunately, in today's day and age, it's crazy to even think you might know a handful of close friends that you could account yeah. and you could count on like that to actually look out for you and right. look what's best for you let alone you know right. a room full of like 30 or 40 dudes that you're like hey these are all good people i like them. right right so but i mean like and, and so ultimately like i never saw this com- coming either like <laughs> like if if you would have told me because you know shannon god love 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 lo- lo- love him but he's the call, call of duty bro who's drinking mountain Mountain, Mountain Dew, or, or, or whatever, <laughs> and, like and chewing on Skittles. <laughs> yeah, like ex- exactly, and like you know, he's he's definitely like a bro, like, and that's that's that that would have been the type of guy where, like, in college, I would have stayed the fuck away from from him. So it helps restore a bit my faith in 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 men to know that, like, you know, you how can many... be a bro and not be a douchebag. Well, right, that <laughs> I mean, he's an asshole, but he's a lovable asshole. Well, but but he but he's also genuine. You oh know? yeah, and that's and and that's the biggest thing. Like, you know, I I I, I would have never thought that dude, bro, Shannon was was gonna you know run a gym that that would help me with my PTSD and help restore my faith in men. You yeah, know? yeah. So, Years later, when you yeah. thought you probably already worked through a lot of the things because exactly. it's been so long. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm healthier now. I'm in a good relationship. Yes. I can see the bullshit through. Through yeah. all the, like the the lying and the yeah. manipulating and everything else that's yeah. going on with these dirt bags that I've yeah. been talking to. Right, right. And and another thing that it does too, like on a personal level, because I I look at things in terms of in terms of like masculine and like fem- feminine and en- energies, right? Like if if I'm feeling a particular way towards toward towards men or or, or, or any group, like if I'm mis like trustful, like. How do you expect to have a healthy re- relationship with with anyone if you're if 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 you had this idea that you can't trust, right? Or like you're just kind of expecting someone to screw screw up. Like that's that's not only an issue of of you know the types of people that you have been attracting, but that that's an issue of a mentality with within with within yourself and becoming comfortable with the masculine. Um, and being able to kind of see that no, there, there, there are so many positive traits that men have, and seeing those, and and realizing that not all men are like 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 that. You know, as as like rudimentary as it is, going in the gym like helped restore a lot of that. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, did either of you guys go through therapy after you were assaulted? I did. Yeah. Now, did you do it uh, before, like the the last one, like uh, two years ago, or like from when when you were younger? Did you ever go through therapy, like in your maybe early twenties, when you kind of realized, hey, that was kind of fucked up. Maybe I need to work on this. Honestly, I don't even think I acknowledged the fact that I went through something until it happened again. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just kind of like it was normal, and that was. So you just kind of pushed it aside and said, "This is just how it is," and here we go. And- right. Yeah, and so when um, I was reassaulted, I I was already in therapy just for like t- some depression, and um, so I was like in front of her, and then just one day I came in, and I'm like, my whole life fell apart. <laughs> Can you help me put it back together, kind of thing? But um, yeah, I did. I was in therapy, I think, for about a year or so. Um, yeah, everybody should try it if they feel like they need it. 
But I mean, I think most people need it. They're just not willing to admit that to themselves. I think it's, I think people who are considering therapy, it's important to remember that not all therapists are created equal. That's a yes. huge part right there. And yes. it's okay to shop around. Yes. You should go to a couple and see who you like and who fits well with you. Right. That's important. Did you go through therapy, Maddie? So I took advantage of some therapy. Like it was like a year after it it it, it happened. Um, that's when it was like really bad. The the like, the like one to two to three years after, like PTSD was really bad. Um, and and I I because at that point you weren't really trusting anybody. You well, were just kind of pushing everybody away cut, at that point, right? I cut all the men out out of my life it's, except. It's, ex- unfortunately, it's understandable. I can, right. I can because it's like I don't I don't trust myself at this time to choose them well. Um, there was more only, importantly to have right. like the boundaries of like no fuck off get away from yes, me. Yes, like I really only had like one guy, and like God God bless him, like. The guy who I was da- dating at the time, he was so he was so patient with me, and like he he was just a really great great guy. So 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 he made 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 the cut, but <laughs> but yeah, like you know, and I just I had so much anger too. Like like I was telling you about about the one guy I I, I dated prior. Like you know, when I was like a teenager, because again, like. And and it wasn't just with that with that re- relationship. There there were other family re- relationships too, where I was just taught that having anger is a negative emotion, and having anger is very destructive. Um, because again, it wasn't conducive for them when I'm getting mad and being like "fuck off, a- a- assholes." <laughs> but like, I didn't realize that until late later. So I didn't I didn't allow myself to feel anger towards particular people for like four years of my life. So that all bubbled up, and I was I was ooh, I was so ang- ang- angry and um and it was getting to like a realm where i'm like okay like i need to address this i need to not only address my 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 issues with how i in, in, interact with with people and specifically men but i got to do do with this anger because i i can't live my life like like no, like, like you can't like let this. it bubble up forever like this right. it's not healthy right and it was manifesting in in the ways of like you know it was it was just not it was not it was not good so i ended up going and um there was there was a grad student there where like she she was really really great i i liked her a lot um and and again she was very very patient and she knew how to ask particular questions like cuz i i told her with 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 the assault i'm like i i can't i can't i can't touch that memory it's like a it's like a steel vault in the middle of your like office and every time i i i open it like it just shuts in my in my face, right? So she was very good about asking particular questions, basically to like circle in, you know, like if we can think of it like orbiting, you know, like it just kept orbiting a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And she, she helped me a lot. I think, I think that's the great benefit of having a good therapist. Yeah. I mean, like Faith, you had mentioned, like not they're, they're not all created equal. Right. You got to find a good one that works for you. Yep. They might work great for somebody else, but if they don't work well for you, that's not exactly a good thing. But we also have to remember, it's their job to lead you down a road of self-discovery. Yeah, like you've got to come up with all the stuff for yourself. They're not going to tell you mm-hmm. some magical thing like, right. and you're healed. This right. this wonderful thing that I told you is like, no, right. it doesn't, doesn't work like that. Yeah, right. But they can ask great <laughs> questions, like you're saying, Maddie. Is like they're going to help lead you down a road yeah. to help. 
you think through your own thing so that you can heal yourself. That's kind of the whole right. idea. But even if you're not comfortable talking to a professional, right. some people still have that stigma. It's like find a good right. friend who is like non-partial, like who's not going to lean one way or the other, who yeah. can just be a good sounding board to at least talk things out. Because even just saying things out loud sometimes yeah. can help so much. Right. Well, and I think too, like the the biggest thing that helped me was you know again i'm just gonna be open here like because again after the uh, assault i had i had an injury and it wasn't it wasn't healing properly so when i would go to doctors like i went to one doctor who you know he would do the like checkup he'd do the pap pap test and everything like he he was not sensitive at all like i i don't really think that he thought that i had any sort of issue but it's like, dude, like I, I'm having issues being intimate with my partner because like it's painful. Like that's like, like yeah, there's there's something wrong. Yes, like, like pain is is yes. a recognition for your head of like, hey, this this hurts. You should stop. Right, and like, right. So, you know, I don't really think he he thought like much much of it. Like you know, we tried different things. Nothing really like worked. And like I can I remember like like one one time he was getting like impatient and kind of like mad. He's he's like, well, I could do 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 like a biopsy, and I'm like, then fucking do a bi 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 biopsy. Like do whatever the frick yeah. you need to do. Because, like you're the professional here. Yes. I'm coming to you telling you I have an issue. Right. Let's figure out what this is. Right. And so like it was just very very fr- frustrating be- 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 because it's like, dude, like like this this event happened, and that stripped my my ability to to be intimate with someone that I love, like that, that is fucked up. Yeah. Like, that, that's like, not healthy yes, all the way around. It's it's not. And so it's not good for you. It's not no, good for your partner. It's just, it's bad no, news. No, like it's, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't fun. Like, so once I went to my, to my current doc, 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 doctor, um, she, she had a completely different approach and she was so sensitive and so Re- receptive to everything that I had went went through and having that and having someone just like take your shit ser- seriously and you know like she put me like on, on on different types of medications to help with the hormones and stuff and all that and 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 it helped it freaking helped you know and and now I don't I don't have that problem any anymore so going to, to the right medical professional ther- therapist or whatever like that can that can be receptive and that's going to give you proper treatment you know it was 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 everything you know so i think that like going to her who who i go go to now like like she's she's helped me so so much just with handling that yeah. that 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 issue so yeah, finding somebody who's actually going to listen to you and actually right. help you work through the problem that actually, yeah, that might help a little bit. Right. <laughs> right. Because it's like, it's, it's not just, you know, the pain part, you know, it's, it's, it's the part that like, you know, that, that part of you, like ev- every person has a sort of expression, right? And when you feel like, what do you mean an expression? So like, you know, if you're being intimate with your partner, that's, that's a, that's an expressive, you know, event. That's that's a moment for you to share, yes. right? So I mean, it's the most vulnerable vulnerable right. you can be with someone, right? So you take that element out of it and like associate it with something that's painful. Like that's that's so that that, that fucks with 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 you men- mentally, and it and it really does like weigh on you and your like self esteem. 
So, you know, for like for so for like a medical professional to not take that ser- seriously, yeah, like just kind of brush it off and right. act like it's an inconvenience to him. Right. And I'm just like fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah, I'm like fuck off. Like <laughs> like you're an asshole. Like it's fine. I'm with someone bet bet be- better now. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> even to simplify it more, I think out, besides medical professionals, just people, if somebody's sharing their experience with you, they are trusting you and it should be taken seriously. Absolutely. I always use the like the illustration. If somebody like banged on your door and said, help, I've been in a car accident. Your first reaction is going to be to help that person. It's right. not going to be like, well, For really? For a decent human being, <laughs> yes. For most well, dirt bags, they'll get out their fucking phone and they'll start videotaping right. all the stupid shit going on. It's like, how about you be a human and go help that person out of this moment of their life? Because they're right. probably really struggling right now. Right. So... Right. But yeah, again, like like you said, there's no debate in that. It's not like well, like but did you really get get in like a car accident? <laughs> but like but like what were you wearing? You know, like s- stupid shit like 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 that. Like <laughs> what were you wearing? Yeah, but no. Like or like yeah, okay. Like it just you know, there's no there's no attitude with with that. You know, it's it's a a, a response of I'm going to help you. So yeah. So for someone who's struggling with uh, post-traumatic stress, and they've they've dealt with some difficult things in their life, whether it be similar to your y'all y'all story, <laughs> mm-hmm. or something very different, like maybe a, a veteran in war or what have you, just seeing some you know horrific graphic shit, or watching your friends you know die or get blown up or whatever. I yeah. mean, I mean, obviously it affects many people different, like so many so different. Do you feel like they should have to work on themselves maybe first before jumping into something? Like jujitsu or something else like that, or do you think that maybe just that in and of itself could help them work through their own problems? Do you want to take that first? Um, I think. I mean, you go first. You guys can yeah. go back and forth I and think, riff off each other. I, mean, I think yeah. both are important. I think if you're going to try something like jujitsu, it's important to communicate with your coach yeah. and let them know that there is an issue there because, like I said, you don't know how you're going to respond if you have go into a flashback or go into panic. Yeah. So l- making sure that somebody's safe knows what's going on so that if something does happen, they yeah, can Yeah, because you obviously don't need to tell all your training partners, right. but if, as long as the coach knows and they understand, mm-hmm. you should be okay. Right. And um, you know, I think – at the same time, like, if you do freak out with somebody, it's okay to be like, I'm fine. I just, I have some, I have PTSD. You could even say that. I, I feel right. like there's so much stigma around it that shouldn't be. And if if we don't make it a big deal, then it's not a big deal. Like, so if I told you, hey, I just need to take a break. I'm I'm. I'm trying. I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. If as long as you don't make it a big deal, yeah, it's not right. A big deal. But again, it shouldn't be a big deal. It's like, okay, you need some right. time. Like, go take some time. It's no big deal. But I mean, obviously, you're right. There is this stigma behind the, the PTSD. It's like, I mean, with even like uh, people right now, I've heard a lot on podcasts where they're they're trying to actually take the the D away from the PTSD, right? Because actually, I, I looked this up, right? So, <laughs> Captain Nerdy Pants, right? I, I wrote this down so <laughs> I wouldn't forget it. Right. So, so like PTSD was first named in the 1980s. Obviously, this has been around since the dawn of time. Yes. Right? I mean, people say, oh, it's dating back to the Civil War. Like, no, it's dating back to forever. forever. <laughs> you know, it's like it's just being overwhelmed by stuff, right? Where this, uh, this is the the American Psychiatric Association. They classified it as an anxiety disorder. I mean, you hear this a lot uh, back in previous wars, World War One, specifically about shell shock. Yeah. You guys have heard this. Like, it's just – it's being just overwhelmed of what's going on. Yeah. You know? And like – and. 
and a lot of these professionals now are trying to refer to it just as post-traumatic stress yeah. and not like putting the disorder in there. So hopefully, especially with the military personnel, that it won't make them think like, oh, well, I'm screwed up or this is that or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. This is something that you have. It's an anxiety disorder. Like, it's, yeah. it's not not a real issue here. Like, we can work through this. Like, you can grow past it. You can work you know, work these things out. And they're trying to do that, I think, so that people won't see it as this big stigma. They're like, hey, I need to go get help. You know, and it's okay to, to do that. It's like, I think that's really important for a lot of people. And I mean, yeah. what is it? Like, uh, Captain, or was it Major Dick Winters uh, from the Band of Brothers? You guys see that uh, series? Like, mm-hmm. so it's World War II, uh, uh, was it Easy Company, the 501st? Uh, army rangers like they were like just bad motherfuckers like put yeah. off on the front line like they did all this kind of crazy shit like they all should have died yeah. <laughs> numerous times like all right. the crazy shit they've been through and he, he had talked about like once you're on the front line for so long and you see all these bad things happening it's like once people start like rubbing their head or like they start like moving their caps like mm-hmm. you can start to see like they're at their breaking points and they need yeah. to like just kind of chill out wind like wind down like get them away from the line for a little bit let them yeah. kind of recharge because there's only so much you can take right. before you get the quote-unquote shell shocked which now they're calling a post-traumatic stress disorder right. and it's like again it's 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 a normal thing that we all go through and like you've got a cup you know and like and if you're pouring liquid yeah. into that cup there's only so much you can pour in right. before it's just like it's overflowing and you can't deal with it anymore right. so i i it's it's interesting to to see that Again, there is that stigma still behind it of like, oh, well, this is a, I don't, I don't have a problem. No, it's not an issue. Like, no, no, it's like, this is a human nature thing. Like, we all have this. Right. Like, no matter, like, if, you know, like, we all have this, whether it's like a little bit or a lot. Right. You know, and obviously traumatic events can make it worse for people because they have to relive through that and like see that again in their brains. Whereas most people, it's just, okay, it's anxiety. You're dealing with it. Right. It's, well, yeah, and I I also want to make the uh, distinction too that and just make make it a little bit more um, broad because it it doesn't take you know only instances of of war or like assault to to, to trigger PTSD. No, like I I just have PTSD from being in emotionally abusive relationships for, for like an extended period of time. So like if I see a particular type of individual or someone asks like a particular type of question, like I get really pissed and I, I'll, I'll, I'll challenge a, a person on, on that. And it's just like a reaction because whether it's me or, or, or somebody else, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to freaking de- 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 defend you. I'm not, I'm not going to put up with, with, with this crap. So it's like, it could be something, you know, that's that's not as extreme. Absolutely. As well. Absolutely. That's what I mean. It's like, again, we all have this issue. Yeah. Whether we have it a little bit or we have it a lot. And yeah. obviously traumatic events can make it worse. Yeah. It can bring out more of that. But, again, it's just a normal part of life. This is just human nature. It's how yeah. we're wired. It's how our fucking brains work. <laughs> right. So it's like, stop putting the stigma behind it. Like, right. Go get help if you need help. If you're right. n- if you're not willing to get help, at least go talk to a friend. Yeah, you know it's like I mean I've I've worked so hard since my early twenties to be the the kind of person that my friends could come to to talk to anything about. Yeah, like I can they can tell me anything they want to. It'll only stay between us. And I've worked very hard to be that trustworthy person. And it's like hey, and with that, that comes its own stress. And there are times yeah. that I have to go and unload that on other like professionals basically the same as they have to like get help 
Yeah. Like it's, it's funny, like a lot of therapists are in therapy because but, yeah. they've, they've got these things that are being unloaded on them and they have to deal with all that. Again, if their yeah. cup gets full, they've got to go unload that so they can kind of right. you know, lower that level so they can get back to their regular life. Right. That's just kind of how that works. But again, like I don't, I don't understand the, the stigma behind it. Because, I mean, some people are just afraid to admit the fact that they have trouble. And it's like, yeah. it's okay. We all deal with things differently. And it's like, it's just, it's a natural, normal thing. Well, and, and to go back to to what you said about, you know, someone who's who's struggling with, with it and, and you know, starting jujitsu or getting any sort of help. Like, I can say this too. Like, you know, for, for me, I'm glad that I, I waited a bit. Because, you know, Faith said that she has the, the like, freeze mentality. With me, whenever I would have, like, you know, a, a panic attack or I would have fla- flashbacks, like, I would kick and thrash. Like, so I'm, you know, I'm, like, you know, moving around and, and I could, you know, kick someone in the in the face type, type of a thing. Understandable. So, so, yeah, so it's, like, you know, and and I think you know it depends on your like personality. If 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 you're someone like me who you like to deal with your shit head head on and and going through and uh, jujitsu and having that type of safe environment is 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 for you. You know you kind of have to have to know yourself a bit and and kind of strategize how how can I best tackle this. For me, I had to do it indirectly. And I had to have multiple steps. Like I had a, it was actually my my business law class that helped me process what actually ha- happened. Because really, how so? So with that, like they talked about you know intent, and they talked about verbal and nonverbal communication. So if someone's charging or like if someone's being charged for battery, like and someone's like flinching or like you know sim- simulating like harming you like if if you feel like someone has intent to to harm you and someone is displaying certain types of behaviors like that that person can can still get in in trouble like le- legally through through the law right so looking at it from that perspective and looking at at, at my situation and listening to like particular things or like you know, looking back at the memory, like he knew that I was uncomfortable. Oh, why did I feel un- uncomfortable? I was displaying, like not 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 only just like expressed com- communication, but like implied. If I'm shutting down, if I'm looking away from from you, if I'm not like in- engaged, you can probably put two and two together that I'm not having a great time. You know, so <laughs> but they would almost have to be self aware, not of just their own feelings, but other people's. Well, I mean, most people are just oblivious to that. Well, but 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 the thing of it was is that he did notice those things. Okay, he did no- notice that I was like pulling. away way or whatever and like it just he would say like fucked up things like oh well just like pretend that i'm somebody else i'm, I'm like oh yeah sure because like that's that gonna help me right so i'll just pretend like you're brad pitt right <laughs> but no like that's that, like no that's not gonna fucking help help me idiot so <laughs> so looking at it and and having the business law class just kind of take you out of it and and have it look looking at like a more objective point of view of like a turn of events or like if someone does like a particular type of action that that helped me take myself and my emotional like response of taking full responsibility and blaming myself it took 
that aspect out of it and I could look at it from a more objective point of view. Which that is was, obviously an incredibly difficult thing to do is yeah. remove yourself from the situation. Yes. To, I mean, that's, that's almost always why it's so much better to bounce ideas off of other people. Yeah. Because like, what is, what is it? The, the old saying was like, you can't see the picture when you're inside the frame. Yes. Right? You'll be able to like stand back and look at the whole picture. And it's like, most of us can't do that because we can't detach our own emotions to any kind of you know, situation, no right. matter what it is. It's, right. it's just almost impossible for us to do. So the yeah. fact that you had that clarity yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Like, and just having a business law class just make it a more objective viewpoint. It, it was, it was huge strides that helped me process and be like, okay, no, there are clear points in time that show, that show intent and that show that he knew what he he was doing, like he was manipulating you, yes, hundred percent, yes. So, but like me knowing that and yes. seeing because that, because again, you were going yeah. through all that trauma at the time, you couldn't see it, right? And you, I hate to say, it, you probably blamed yourself, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Which, which is which is ludicrous. Of course, I did to, to think that, but it's it's a very common thing, is it not? Yeah, I mean, like because again, like there were points in time where he's like, okay, well, it's either you're gonna leave or we're gonna have 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 sex like sure i i could have left but then i from that from from that objective view, viewpoint i'm like wait 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 hold 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 on hold on a minute we don't we don't live in ultimatums okay no. like just because i'm staying doesn't mean i want this like just things like that that just really helped put things in like perspective and and made me realize like stop trying to extend the like you know relatable olive branch to this dirt bag and look at it for for what it is that's that's what it it did for me interesting yeah huh well this is some heavy shit so (laughs) (laughs) thanks for hanging in there appreciate yeah uh it's gonna be easy for you guys um (laughs) What's the maybe some big advice you would have for people maybe looking to get started in some sort of activity, whether it's jujitsu or something else, and like being able to deal with their own thoughts and getting into something that would maybe help them? I think first and foremost, you need to assess why you want to do it. Are you looking for something because you're angry and you need to get aggression out? Mm -hmm. Are you um, just learning, wanting to learn to protect yourself? Do you need to feel strong again? For me, that was a huge part of it. I needed, I felt weak and I wanted to feel strong. Like I could take care of myself and protect myself. I think, um, like I said, communicating with your coach, letting them know that you have an issue. I think that's big. I don't think it's fair to start something if you're struggling and not let your coach in on it. They need, they're there to help you and be your advocate. And if something happens, they can kind of like, you know, step in and be the middleman if, you know, you spaz out in front of all your teammates. So I think um, at least have one person in your little circle. For me, I had my husband and a couple other people. And then I decided to make friends with the biggest guy at the gym beside you, Hess. <laughs> <laughs> so I made friends with Ben and like felt safe with Ben. He was one of the first ones that I felt really safe around. And I was like, if anybody else messes with me, I'll go to bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he'll lay the hammer down. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, too, people who are training who don't have these issues, I think it's important for them to be aware that somebody they're training with probably does. I mean, statistically, one more than one out of four women has been sexually assaulted in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. One in four. Like, 
at the most, and, there's and, four and, of us I, at a gym. I hate to say it. I'll bet you it's higher than that. Because yes. I bet you some women are afraid to come out to say anything. Oh, absolutely. Because society tells you to blame yourself. And, you know, and then when you do get up the courage to tell people, you get those reactions where, like she said, well, what were you wearing? What were you yeah. doing? What did you do to make them think that but, yeah. that's, but that's irrelevant i don't care what you're you could be walking down the street naked but like that doesn't give somebody the right to put their hands on you that's ridiculous See? right but yeah. but we hear those comments oh We've yeah personally heard those really yeah. yes absolutely yeah like like i went i went to my to my college actually and and because it was two years out and um i i felt like i had some sort of responsibility I I thought I'm like well you know what I know that he's a dirtbag and he didn't think that he did it, did anything wrong but if if I can can have him go through like a like a trial sort of thing from from the school like if I can even just scare the fucking shit out of him so he knows that he shouldn't do this ever again like re- regardless of how he feels about 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 me whether he feels genuine remorse or or fear of something like 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 this happening to to him again if he gets consent and doesn't display that type of behavior i consider that progress either way so i went to my actual college and a question that that a woman asked me actually she said what what um position were you guys in position position like so uh, yeah it's so what she was asking is like was i on on top or 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 not and, and i'm like son 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 of a fucking bitch like <laughs> like like so I'm, I'm like if someone had a freaking gun to your head are, are you gonna ask so like were you on top or was or, i'm like <laughs> it's just ignorant freaking que- question she yeah literally asked me that. Yeah, victim blaming is a very real thing. Yeah, and a lot of it comes from yourself. You blame yourself. Now that I can more understand, but society, I, I guess I, I don't see it that way because again, well, I'm how do I say this politely? I'm a decent human being, <laughs> and I wouldn't do that to somebody else. So that's ridiculous. But right. I, I don't see the the reason to like to blame. Why would you blame the, the victims? I mean, I, I understand the women trying to blame themselves. Maybe I get that, mm-hmm. like from like psychology and all that kind of stuff. But society, it's I just I don't get it. There's well, two sides of it too. Like there's men who say, "Oh, well, you must have done something to encourage this," right? And then there's women who just say, "You shouldn't talk about it." It's you need to just ignore it and pretend like it didn't happen. You shouldn't be bringing awareness to this. You shouldn't be drawing attention to yourself. Yes. And like that's – I was very surprised at that because the more I've become more vocal and doing things to raise awareness and trying to support other women who have gone through this, I was shocked at how many women came for me. Yeah, because I I think it's because, you know (laughs) – and and again like through through my experiences especially with like if i'm because again i'm a person i'm very direct i have noticed that just in general like when when i indicate to to another person that there there there's an issue like i feel like there's always some sort of debate right it's whether 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 it's some weird perception that oh well you know you're 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 a woman so it it must be that time of month month again like there's 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 a sort of level of just it being 
dismissed. And it's like, or like, let's just address the the fact that I'm coming to you with an issue, that it's a valid issue, and let's look at it and go from there. Like, I'm like, m- most of the time, like, we're not sitting here just being like, oh, like, like pity us. So it's like, no, there's an issue. Let's get to 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 a common ground and and like a freaking so- solution here. But I think people don't always register that. And I'm, and and I'm gonna be honest, especially if it comes from a woman, it's it's I've noticed that it's more easily di- dis- really di- dis- dismissed. I would think it'd be more more easily dismissed from the gentleman. Well, but it depends. It I, does. A lot of times you'll get like even at the gym. Like when we were having that initial conversation and um, we were talking to a police officer that trains with us and he was just mortified that this had happened to us and he's been training with us and had no idea. And we were just kind of saying, yeah, it's a lot. I guarantee you. It's probably way more common than you think. If you know more than four women, one of them has probably been assaulted. And again, it's probably higher than that because a lot of women probably just don't ever talk about it. Right. Because Whether it's from they were young and it's just trauma they don't want to deal with and go through again and have flashbacks of and all that kind of stuff or if it's just women who just have been beat down by society and just think that they, they're not worth it and like i don't want to bring attention to myself it's like it's yeah. not about that right it's about just talking about it openly because if, if we can't do that then we can't fix the problem i feel right. like if you can't talk about it you can't heal right a hundred percent that's that's a bold statement I, I love that that's great i i think yeah i agree with that a hundred percent yeah. And I and I would think too, like I know that we um talked about this faith where I'm willing to bet too, if you did statistics of women who are involved in uh jujitsu, that that number's gonna spike even even more. You know, because, because they wanna have the ability to defend themselves or feel empowered or mm-hmm. like to to know how to maybe get themselves out of a bad situation. Yeah, yeah I'm 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 willing to bet that that that's you know, the that there's a spike in that with the female com- community within yeah. ju- There are jiu-jitsu. Facebook groups just for women who've been sexually assaulted and do jujitsu. Yeah. And support for like dealing with the PTSD and the panic attacks and all of that stuff. I, I, w- I wonder, I wonder if the the rest of society who doesn't understand jujitsu would maybe frown upon the fact of like women wanting to do jujitsu, having them been been insulted. Yeah insulted okay. assaulted both <laughs> well, yes, that's, yes it's both. that's normal right <laughs> but, <laughs> but i i wonder if if they're just like oh why would you do that would you, why would you be so close to a guy or put yourself in weird positions like that and because i've got friends like oh it's so sexual like why would you do that i'm like oh my god trust me it is not sexual there's nothing <laughs> oh sexual god. about it i but i've got friends who again who don't understand the, the world who's like yeah. why would you do that i'm like it's it's <laughs> it's a martial art it's it's defense it's like there's nothing sexual about it. Like, why would you even think that? But again, it's just ignorance of others. I've had people say that to me, and I always explain it this way. My daughter will be seven in November, and she will be starting jujitsu. And people ask, well, why? Why in the world would you Jeez. want her rolling around with boys? Like, because when she's in high school, if someone puts themselves in her closed guard, so between her legs, she can choke them. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Hell I mean, yeah. like that. There's nothing more empowering than choking a man with your legs. Yeah, not, not, <laughs> yeah. to, not, not to mention, there's also a modified loop choke that we can yeah. talk about later. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you can grab the t-shirt. Like, we'll talk about that off air. Right, right. Because <laughs> like, I've had the same thing with my daughter as well, and I loved the fact that she wrestled in high school. Yep. As she moved down to Texas, and it was like 
one of the fastest growing female sports in Texas for high school students. Mm -hmm. So she got involved. She had an all women's team. She was wrestling with women, but in practice, they would wrestle with the guys as well. And my mom being very old fashioned was like, I can't believe she's doing this. Like, I don't want to see her get beat up and hurt. And she's got bruises and this and that. And I don't think she ever got a black eye, but I know she's been hit in the face before. Like in wrestling, it's like, this is good. Yes. It's it's good to to teach her the fact that first of all you can be physical with a guy and it not be sexual. Yes, that's very important for yes. her to learn. <laughs> but also so that again, if something does happen, she has some understanding of grappling and how to move and do all that kind of stuff. Where she'll be off to college next year and she's not going to wrestle in college. Dare I say? Sorry, sweetie. She just wasn't good enough to do so. I mean, she loved it. She she enjoyed herself, but she just was never going to go to college and do that. But right. I told her, like, you will start jujitsu. Yeah. There is a club team in the college that you're going to. You are going to start. Yeah. You don't have to finish if you want to. You can quit when you're a purple belt, which for most people is four to five years of experience. Because yeah. by that point... You'll be able to deal with every position. You'll know offense and defense from all of those. If she doesn't want to continue through black belt, that's fine. Because that's, for most people, an 8 to 12-year journey. Right. But a 4 to 5-year journey, you can learn how to deal with most people, especially with her wrestling background for a couple of years. I think that'll be really good for her because, again, she'll already know how to do takedowns, like how to be comfortable on the ground and how to move her body and do all those kind of things. So I told her, it's like, you will start this because it's the most beneficial for self-defense. Now, having said that, um, like I've got another close friend of mine who's – 105 pounds soaking wet. I mean, she's just tiny, mm-hmm. right? And she just moved out of college into her first, you know, like, big girl job and being a, you know, what is it? Aeronautical engineer or some shit. Like, stupid smart, right? And uh, she was, like, taking rocket science, <laughs> like, in college, mm-hmm. like, like last year by herself on on the on the laptop, which is crazy. I don't know how she <laughs> stuck through it. But she, she got out and she was asking me questions. I'm like, hey, what do I do about self-defense? Should I start like a boxing class? Should I start this? Should I start jujitsu? Like, but do the self-defense jujitsu and not the sport jujitsu and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, do you want to learn how to defend yourself? She's like, yeah. I'm like, shoot him in the face. Like, this one's simple. Yeah. Like if somebody's coming at you and you feel threatened, shoot him in the face. Well, but what if you don't have a gun? That's why you need to carry a gun. But... But here's the thing, though, is like for someone her size, if she goes to one of these self-defense seminars and learns how to punch an elbow or whatever, some guy who's 80 to 100 pounds heavier than she is, it's not going to matter. She can learn all the techniques and do whatever. It's not going to do shit. And if she starts jujitsu, I personally believe she should do sport jujitsu and not self-defense jujitsu and messing with the the knife and gun disarmaments and all that kind of stuff. You're just wasting your time. Go into sport jujitsu, get reps. Yeah. Learn how to get reps. But that's a long road because yeah. that's four or five years down the road till she can maybe defend herself. But again, at only like 100 pounds, if some guy's 100 pounds more than her, it's like you're kind of still SOL. Well, so I mean, but even even with me, like a 100, 100, 140 pounds, like I I think another aspect that, that I think that um, at least I, I challenge with or, or, ha- or have or is- issues with is, again, I hate being bad at things, right? <laughs> so, so like, we have to circle circle back to that. I hate, I hate being bad at things. And if I'm, you know, in a gym full of men, like, y'all are freaking stronger than, 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 than I am. It's just, it's just, it's just a fact of life. Yes. So even even with her being 90 pounds and 
Amiga 140 pounds. If any, if any one of those like sized guys, you know, like if if I come across an evil one across the street, like like I'm gonna e- even have a hard time getting the fucker off me. Absolutely. Like, so, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> Not every fucker down the street knows jujitsu. Yes, exactly, and, and, it, and, that's, it, that's and it gives you an edge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about it. When brand new white belts come in, yeah, we tear them up. I know. <laughs> I, yes, and 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 that's what what I wanted to get to too. But it's like it shouldn't d- d- deter you because most people, and I and I've heard like coach coach say this too. You know, most people are not coordinated enough to understand, you know, how to move their body. Well, I think a lot of people overestimate their own abilities. I mean, yeah. Joe Hogan talks about this a lot on the podcast. And he and he estimates that they overestimate their own abilities by about 2,000%. Oh, boy. And, and if, if you have ever been to a jiu-jitsu class and you got humbled very quickly, if you realize, oh, shit, there's levels to this thing. And I'm way on the bottom here. I thought I was up here, but I'm way down here. And I, I always talk about the, the idea of jujitsu in the street is a fact of, again, learning how to control someone so you can get up and get away. Yep. And that's the whole idea. Yep. You know, but again, for I think for actual self-defense purposes, the best thing you can do, again, is shoot them in the face. Right. You know, and if you don't live in a state where they allow that, move. Well, well, but, well, well, but let me even ask you this. Like, what age do you need to have a gun? Like, 20, 20, 21? Like, like uh, 21 think, is when you can get uh, it? In most states, you have to be 21 to purchase so, a pistol, yes. So, you have an issue with that, being being a woman, where most of the time, the highest likelihood of a woman getting, getting assaulted is between, what, the ages of 18 and 24? So, you have, like... 18 you know you have the the entire woman's life and then you have 18 19 and 20 where she can't purchase a gun yeah. so like what's she gonna do That's i would a good say question. i would say join jujitsu anyways like well, even, yes. even, I, even I, if I think, you're 90 pounds I think, I think for a lot of us especially is like i think that's a given but again realize that's that's a long road to home and that's gonna be four or five years before you're really proficient enough right like that to, to really handle just about anybody on the street now granted if they've got zero experience and you've got a year's worth yeah you've got a huge advantage at that point right yeah and i i think too back to the gun thing i'm thinking about statistics for sexual assault specifically, it's normally somebody you know and yeah. trust. It's not a stranger walking down the street. So yep. you're not like you're not going to necessarily be in a location or a, a situation where you would have your gun at your side. Yeah, because right. like if, if you were carrying, you might carry out and about to rough areas or the mall or whatever. But like you said, if it's somebody you know, let's say you're hanging out at home. You know, and it's like you realize all of a sudden, shit, I can't trust this person. You didn't know at the time. Like, it's chances are it's probably in the safe. It's not on right. your person. Right. So, and, God, that's a scary fucking and, thought to think of. And I would even say this too, like just being on the more on on the other side of like me, just like being around crap, crap, crappy men. Like, I would say even just being at a good jujitsu gym where, like, you have like good male role mo- mo- models. Because, you know, like, like, like she said, it's, it's going to be people that you know, and, and, and whether you're male or female, I know that we, we typically talk about the, the, the male and female dynamic, but, you know, being around people who, who are, are, are decent individuals, just to give you like a, a a good repertoire or, or just exposure to, I mean, maybe how people should treat each other. Um, <laughs> because again, if if you're growing up and you think that this is normal, like 
you know, you're you're not really going to have any other example to refer to of of, of other people who who are like, no, like like you shouldn't have to go through that. You you shouldn't really have to deal with someone, you know, addressing you like that or treating you like that. Like I think that that's that's huge too. Um, and and like you said, it weeds out a lot of the uh, dirt bags. So puts you in in an environment where you're not by dirt dirt bags. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, mostly good people left. Yeah. Might be there for a few months, but you'll know pretty quick. Hey, I've got weird feelings about that guy. Yeah. Well, trust your gut. Stay away from that asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> guy or girl. doesn't matter. Yeah. Assholes or assholes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you two so much for coming on the show and talking about this very difficult topic. Uh, I, I had a great time. Hopefully, uh, our listeners will enjoy it as well. Uh, do you have any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap this up? Uh, I think everybody should try jujitsu. Right. <laughs> And uh, just uh, for people who are training with women, just keep it in the back of your mind. There's a good chance that they are working through something and be as supportive. And if they freak out, don't make a big deal. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Maddie? Um, yeah. Join a jiu-jitsu. And if you live in the Northeast Ohio area, join True Art. <laughs> well, that's only if you want to go to the best gym. If you want well, to go to some right, other gym, right. you're welcome to. But if you want right. to go to the best gym, you got to go to True Art. Right. And if you want to like be by us awesome people, you know, you, 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 <laughs> you, you have that too, right? <laughs> but no, like I, I, I just second what, what she would say. You know, I, I saw a lot of like uh, um, things, you know, on on the internet, and you know that that you have trolls where where people are like, well, I don't know if men and women should be rolling t- together. It's like, no, we 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 should. We just need to be mindful. Yes, and 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 we need to have because that you can level do that, awareness. and it's not a sexual thing. It's like, n- yeah, it's it, not it, it's not a sexual thing, and it's also too like it's it's not like a, oh well, it's 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 un- unfair. I'm like, yeah, it is, but like we have to roll with the punches here. Yeah, because so <laughs> is me rolling with Plazic, who's 140 pounds. That's right. not fair either, because right. he gets on my back and he fucking chokes me every yes, time. Yes, the little shit. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so it's like okay, well, like we we aren't all like created equal. That's that's given like, that's why we have the olympics yes because there's some people who do some shit that you and i can't do right right but you know it, it shouldn't be a reason to not start so fair enough all right well thank you two so much for being so open again i know this is a very difficult topic but thank you so much and uh we will see you guys next time bye that's great thank you guys so much you can take this off right yeah okay. <laughs> you can leave it on if you want to but all right. Well, that wraps up another great episode. Uh, hopefully that was a little bit more powerful than the other episodes where I'm just bullshitting with my friends. This is a, a very uh, dynamic and difficult topic to talk about. And it was very brave of uh, Faith and Maddie to both come on the show and, and talk about themselves so openly. Because I, again, this, this cannot be an easy topic to talk about. And I'll tell you what, uh, just after we had sat down to record this, uh, we had a, a, a day in practice on a Saturday morning, I do believe, that uh, the two of them got called out into the middle of the room to fight while everybody else is jogging around uh, the, the gym and is watching them. And it, it's to kind of simulate competition a little bit, but it's a little bit different when everyone's eyes are on you and you're just fighting um, amongst yourselves. And um, and I'll tell you what, are you, I mean... I obviously had a different perspective having sat down with the two of them and heard their stories and what it all had happened in their lives and everything else. And I was so proud 
of, of, of faith specifically, obviously both of them together, but, but faith specifically, because I know how much she was struggling because you could literally hear her just struggling in that. And Maddie calmed her down, said, Hey, we're in a safe place. Everything is good. And, and they got through the round and they were going at each other and throwing up submissions and sweeping each other. And it was, it was just a, it was a great round. And afterwards, you know, Faith had to leave the room and she needed a moment, you know, and some of the guys didn't know what was going on. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? Is she okay with like, I'm hey, no, she just, she's good. She just needs a minute, like no big deal, you know? And it was just, it was so good to be able to just have that perspective from sitting down with them to know that, Hey, everything's fine she just needed a minute to kind of clear her head because obviously that brought up memories of things that had happened in the past and i was just i was so proud of her at, at that moment it was it was so good and, and honestly uh, to, to be fair to be frank uh i got a little emotional uh during their role because again i knew how difficult it was for the both of them to be out there I said specifically faith just because of how fresh uh the trauma was in her life but Nonetheless, uh, super proud of those two. It was great to have them on, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this again, you know, and uh, be able to talk about it maybe in the future and see how things are progressing. And, and that was that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed myself. If you guys are still listening, thank you so much for your support. I can't tell you what it means to me. Uh, the biggest thing we can do right now to support the show is to go out and leave it five-star reviews. That really helps the algorithm of where the shows are held to get it bumped up in the rankings and hopefully sent out to new people. And then obviously talk about it with your friends, share it on social media, do all that kind of good stuff if you're enjoying the content. And now we do have a way to contact the show thanks to our tech support, Ryan. Uh, so you, if if you have comments that you'd like to leave for the show or questions that you want to ask any of our regular guests, please go to uncensoredhumanity.com or you can shoot us an email at uncensoredhumanitypodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and hopefully maybe you have some great ideas of new topics to cover or any specific questions you have of any of our guests. We'll see if we can get them back on to answer those questions. But that is all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity. Come out of the air. (laughs) 